They invented more and more and more things. Yeah. And the church, by and large, is not inventing anything. And yet, the word of God says that the spirit of God in us can come up with witty inventions. Witty inventions. But our minds are tied up with worry, anxieties, useless things. This one said this about me. And then you spend weeks thinking about it, praying about it, talking about it, as if the days you are losing will be returned to you. Don't you know that each day that goes by, you can never get back? Even though this is not a shouting message, but I can give you something to shout about. Because when I was describing it, you know, he, he thundered in my spirit. I am the only one who can go to your yesterday. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Uh, you see now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh? God can back up 20 years. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Amen. And fix something. And bring it current. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You feed yourself with power thoughts. That's why he he said earlier, let the weak say I'm strong. Let the poor say I'm rich. You counter Satan. I will talk about one disposition in addition, before we leave today, now look at the same Philippians 4, verse 10. He says, But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now, at the last, your care of me had flourished again, wherein ye were also careful, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want. For I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. Hallelujah. I know both how to be abased. And I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through the anointed one who strengtheneth me. Amen. Amen. Permit me for a few moments as I round up this message to talk to you about the incredible power of contentment. That's the disposition of power. Contentment. Amen. 
It was years ago that I kept reading this thing. And every time I read it, I would be so uncomfortable. How can I be content when I don't like what's happening? Hmm? Yeah. Have you ever met anybody that's content? You? <laughs> oh, okay. She said, me. Watch. He says, I have learned that no matter what state I am in, to be content. Okay. Then he talks about being full and being hungry, having bounty and suffering need. How can I be insular to circumstance? I'm trying to lead you to it. How is it that what is happening then is not driving me? How can I change something and be content at the same time? There's a mystery to it. Contentment does not mean that I like what's happening. It does not mean that I agree with it. It doesn't mean that that's what I desire. But contentment means that in the Lord my God, I am certain that he has me. And I'm not running around chasing anything. That I can wait on God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I can serve God hungry. But I can also serve him rich. Paul says, I've been taught this. Who taught him? The Holy Ghost. And years ago, watch, I saw the mystery of that line. Did you hear what he said? He says, I do not speak in respect of want. I will not put what I don't have in my mouth. I will not give it life. Why wouldn't I confess it? Because I believe he's already done it. You better hear what I'm teaching you. So don't say it. Don't give it life. You mess up your power, your breakthrough. You don't get a breakthrough by talking about what you don't have. You get a breakthrough by saying that you believe that he's given it to you. He says that I do not speak in respect of one. These are spiritual disciplines. You don't sing the song of the enemy. Watch. The enemy is always trying to stampede you 
into a realm where your mind cannot answer him. Yet your only weapon of victory is to look him in the eyes and say, wait a minute. I don't have to know how God has done it. I just know he has. Huh? When we were believing God for a go on, I didn't know how I was going to get a jet. I know how much money we have. And then when you look at how much they cost, you know, that's what the mind does. It runs out very quickly. So when I go at it and see the millions attached to it, I say, oh, okay. Let's pray some more. <laughs> and then I will go, go, go. Then my faith will rise. And then I'll hit it again. So finally, I settled. What did I settle? Because you don't know unconsciously that's what you're doing. You keep trying to manage things where your mind can fit it. So I said, okay. We will put a million dollars down and then take a payment. That must be the way. We are going to get it. You see? Uh -huh. I, I have to tell you in detail because that's what's happening with you. You're trying to walk by faith. You've shouted. You believe. And then you get out there. It hits you. Boom! Now you want to apologize and renegotiate. <laughs> eh? Then... He didn't help any, because at that time we were over there in Douglasville with them people. Huh? Because when you are with people that are believing God for light bills, and you talk about buying a jet, people got angry. And then two pastors came to me. So are you really faking or you mean that you're buying a jet? I said, you're buying a jet. He said, well, how are you going to get it? Well, first of all, are you giving me any money? What is your business? He said, well, we just want to know. Okay. Inquiry minds. Don't lose your eyes. I said, well, I'm thinking about maybe putting some money down and... Uh, I'm carrying a payment, and we'll work it out that way. He said, okay, well, how much do you want to put down? That's when I needed Richard, you know. <laughs> Bust their lips, you know. And, and now you got a problem. See, I watch. I said, well, maybe we'll put a million or two million down. And they looked at each other. You, woo, hallelujah. And they scurried away. This is why I keep talking about these communities of faith. That when we get together, we are rejoicing. We are practicing what the altar is saying. We are speaking in tongues. You, you hang around faith, people. 
So I, I go to Kenneth Copeland's uh, pastor's conference. Man, I just, <laughs> I felt goosebumps there. Eh? And Jerry Savelle was asked to receive the offering. And instead of receiving the offering, I saw some things there. I said, these people are so advanced in the things of God. Instead of Jerry Savelle receiving the offering, he started saying, listen, I need an international jet. He said, I have more offices than Brother Copeland overseas. There's no other minister in this room that has more offices overseas than me. So I need an international jet more than anybody in here. Now, you know, on that regular, you know, in regular places, they will snatch the mic from him. We didn't ask you to come here and raise money for yourself. But it was perfectly fine for these people. And then, as soon as he finished saying that, he said, wait a minute, wait a minute. All of you that are in here that have sown seeds into Brother Copeland's life to get your jet. He said, you have to know that Brother Copeland does not only have the grace to get jets, but you must buy it cash. I said, there goes my vision. <laughs> oh, Lord. What have I gotten myself into? <laughs> because my mind has packaged me and brought me down to a lower level of glory. Because when your faith is trying to rise, your mind is perfect lying to you. My mind had discipled me downward. And God raised the man with a word from the altar. You must get a cash. I said, hey, I've been busted. <laughs> There's no more out. We're going for broke. Hallelujah. I packed up my vision of putting money down and paying, you know, forever. I said, all right. God said we are getting the cash. So cash it is. The first temptation was to stop talking about it since I don't know where I am going to get the cash from. I have to give you all the details because that's what you're dealing with at a much lower level. And you better snatch them devils down as I'm talking about these things. Hallelujah. You must win this thing. So I packed up all that vision of putting money down and paying monthly. Hmm. Then here comes the imitations. You know, Dickiness is all over the place. If there's anything that can be found on earth, Amen. she will find it. Amen. I don't know how she found these people. All of a sudden, they got her online and me online. Remember the auction? And they were trying to auction this plane. And they were telling me, put a bid in, put a bid in. I said, Lord, I haven't heard from you. I don't know. I am, I'm not putting anything in. What are you going to do if they say, okay, you won the bid? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> 
and they were pressuring deaconess. And she was calling me. Hmm. I said, deaconess, you need to let this thing go. Because I don't know, I don't know. God hasn't moved yet. So I let that auction pass. These things come. These things come. And you have to know how to hold on to your faith. Walking by faith is not easy. But you learn by doing. I keep describing it because you come to the sanctuary, your faith is pumped up. Then you go back out there and they hit you. Bang! I'm teaching you to hit back. How do you hit back? You hold on to what God said. Cash it is. Because hidden in that auction, had we won it, then we had to go back and try to find financing. You see how the enemy is always trying to come back in through the back door. Okay. Isn't it amazing? That I sat in a go one in the hangar and didn't even know that I'd sat in it. I didn't. I don't think he's here. I don't see Charles today. It was Charles that was saying that I, I, he had a picture of me sitting in a go one. But I don't remember it. I remember sitting in a Gulf Stream. And they said I sat in a go one. I don't remember it here today. They said they have a picture of me. But watch. You see, I told you that God's ways are angular. God is not linear. Then I went into my file and I saw that when the church was starting, that God asked me, what are you waiting on? I said, I'm waiting on the building. He said, you don't need a building to start your ministry. I said, where am I going to start it? He said, start it in people's homes. And we started having the youth ministry at his house, choir rehearsal at someone's house, prayer meeting at somebody else's house. I said, okay, based on that, then I don't need to wait to buy an airplane to start Glory Fall. I said, I can lease an airplane. I told my secretary, I said, call Epps. As I went to school at Epps, I know how thorough they are with their maintenance program. Huh? I say, I know that if I lease their plane, we will not have any problems. And she called Epps, and lo and behold, they had a citation. And the price was very reasonable. It's actually cheaper. But the problem is you don't have latitude. You can't go and come when you are ready. We rented it, we executed it, but we had to be back at 10 p.m. that day because the pilots had to have these certain hours of rest for them to do the trip the next day. That's already booked. 
So you can't, you can't do glory fall. <laughs> because the plate is being reserved by different people. So, but I did not know that those thoughts were from heaven. And that when I rented that jet, that God purposed it so he can open my eyes. And I told you we're between Baton Rouge and Mississippi. No, Mississippi and Baton Rouge. When God said to me, it's like he opened my eyes to show me what Mr. Epps had done with that citation. And he said to me, you can do this. You see how things work. But if you look at it naturally, oh, you have to buy cash, but your mind will be stuck on the money. But not on how God will get it to you. I saw that Mr. Epps took an older airplane and put brand new engines in it. And was just making money with it. You see? God said, you can do this. That is what started us looking for a citation. Because his plane was a citation. We did not know that a citation could not serve the purpose. Because citation cannot go from California to Honolulu, Hawaii. We will fall in the Pacific. Beloved, I hope you are following these testimonies in case you are facing a major decision. Or you guys are trying to get a house. Or the car is broken down and you don't have, you think you don't have the money to get another one. Or the one you have, you need to fix it and you don't have the money. You learn to trust God. Trust God. Stop focusing on the money. We learned three things under this resurrection grace. Number one, God can give you the money to get the job done. Number two, he can bring the thing to you to fit the little money you have. You have somebody do that for you. Thirdly, he can just have somebody get it and give to you. But let him be God. Get your mind off the throne and allow God to be God. We, we went by faith. We, we, from the experiences God has already given to us, we learn how to follow him into the acquisition of Eagle One. This is our third year of going to every state capital in America, raising altars and making decrees for America to change. Wow, how can a church our size accomplish such a thing? By faith, following God. Hallelujah. We are shooting beyond our weight, beyond our size. We are walking on water literally. God is testifying that all things are possible to him who believes. But initially seemed impossible. And I decided to go on and trust God and committed to this thing. And he honored my faith. And I give him all the glory. And I'm telling you, stop living in the prison of your mind. Stop deciding what God can do or not do. Stop trying to figure out a way and say it is God. Let God disciple you. 
Let him feed you with his thoughts. And then in the process of it, you'll see that is God because he confirms every word. He honors every decision. He provides for everything you commit to. That's my testimony. For glory for you, I say. That's why we purchased Eagle One. And that airplane is, is so perfect for our mission. The pilots tell me all the time, you couldn't have gotten a better airplane. It flies so beautifully. When we see much richer people with their little jets, you have to bend over. And then when you sit down, it all makes sense. You go on, you walk in and stand straight up at six feet. It's so comfortable, so spacious. I thought that in our journey of destiny that we will get to that level years from now. And God propelled our faith into the realm where we were able to do it. We started with it. We purchased it in 2020. Don't listen to naysayers and liars. We did not touch government money, PPP money. The little one we received initially, we returned it. And the government returned it back to us. We returned it again. We never received a red cent. This is a supernatural, powerful thing that God has done to testify of his faithfulness. I am challenging you. You are not in the market for a jet, but maybe the cars are so expensive. What we used to pay for uh, um, Camry is what you pay for Corolla right now. And then you, it goes that way. Camrys are in the 40,000. The Avalon now is now gone. You have Toyota Crown. In Nigeria, we had them years ago. They were longer. It was an executive car. Some of them had refrigerators in the doors. But now it's a much smaller car, and he just got to America 40-some years later. <laughs> you don't know how things are controlled in America. The world would have experienced something, and then it gets to America 40, 50 years later. That's what happened with the cell phones. I saw flip phones in Europe years before they came to America. Everything is so controlled. But that's not the subject here. The subject is here is to dethrone your mind. Stop deciding for God what is possible. And what was not? When we were told to buy the jet cash, I thought, okay, it might be years then before we reach it. I had no idea God will work this out. I told you he will cause the price to come down to the money you have. When the people testify that out of fear of COVID, they gave us a huge discount in the price. I said, I don't care what you're afraid of. Give me another one. It's the God of resurrection making the way. He would do it for you if you make covenant with us. If you support this ministry, the same grace will come to you. I know I'm way over time, but I pray that your eyes will open. These testimonies will challenge you and that you stop joining naysayers, bad-mouthing what they don't understand. You will never see anybody speak against a prosperous man who will end up prosperous. You can never attract what you don't respect or honor. Stop defeating yourself by your mouth. God will help you. God will bless you. Receive grace in Jesus' name. Amen. Start a brand new life. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.